is Sunday School for Misfits, hosted by me, Dr. Selena Stone, a podcast where we, the Misfits, explore the good, the bad, and the questionable of our church experiences and the Christian beliefs and perspectives that we were taught. Welcome and thank you for listening. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Sunday School for Misfits. It's really great to have you listening in again this week and I'm really happy to be recording today with one of my oldest friends. I'm not going to say her name because we've agreed that this is going to be anonymous, not because she is some MI5 agent or has has some dodgy job, but because she does the kind of job where people are fast and might try to find out who she is. So we're going to just keep this story anonymous. But I want to say hello, friend, and thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. So as you know, in the first episode of this season, I was explaining the kind of overarching concept of this is how as girls who grow up in church, we often have these ideas or we're given these ideas subconsciously, we absorb ideas about the kind of life that we're supposed to live. And this can really be presented in a really neat and very straightforward way. And for many of us, that just isn't how life pans out. And I think that sometimes we also think that For those of us who are still in the dating, trying to find a partner phase, we feel like, you know what, at the time when I meet that person, I'm going to breathe a sigh of relief. It's all going to be over. It's all going to be straightforward from here. (laughs) And actually, often for people, for a range of reasons, that isn't how it goes. And this is one of the stories that my friend has. It's why I asked her to, to share her story with us in this season to really get into the reality of the whole journey of finding a partner, being married, the kind of things that become become really difficult even after you're married and how you manage all of those different transitions. And so that's what we're going to get into today. It's going to be a, a good conversation. I feel like it's going to be juicy. Honestly, I do. So welcome again to my friend who, whose name I'm going to try my best not to say. <laughs> Oh, no, and I, I can always not say anything either that implicates myself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I wanted to begin by asking you, like, for you when you were growing up, and we grew up in the same church, and and when you were growing up at church, for example, how important was marriage for you? Like, in your mind, were you conscious yeah, that this is yeah. something that mattered? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean. Grown up, so my parents have been married, they're married and they've been married for what, 30 odd years now. So for me, that's I, I grew up with both my parents. So that was a, a model for me. Then, mm. like you said, we all grew up together in church. So a majority of our friends in church, they they had both their parents too. And so then you're seeing that as an example also. And I had yeah. set in my mind as well, like personally, we were always, we were brought up to have goals and always think about what's your five-year plan and what your goals are. <laughs> that was not a natural thing growing up. But for one of them, for me, definitely was, and I had a plan. So my plan was, I'll be married by the time I'm 23, 25. And then 23, you know. And well, when I was young, uh, <laughs> that did not seem very young to me yeah like you're I'm right old. yeah so when I'm old and when I'm 23 25 I'll get <laughs> married and then a few years after that I'll have lots and lots of kids because again the family that I grew up in was very quite a big family so there was a lot lots of siblings in yes. the family so because I was used to a big family I wanted a big family for myself so yeah the idea of marriage and not just marriage but a, fa- a family unit was really what what I what I was looking forward to 
when it came to adulthood. And I don't know whether this is the same for you, but for me, I feel like my parents at least talked about this as just like the easiest thing in the world. Like for, for them, they didn't even put any thought into like this ever being a challenge. It was just like for them, they grew up in church like mm-hmm. we did with lots of families. Even like my granddad and his friend came from Jamaica together. Mm-hmm. They both had their families in the same church, you know, and they and the kids just married within those families. Yeah. And so yeah. and it's just seen as so easy. Like my parents mm-hmm. married at 21. Yeah. They met in Sunday school. And that yeah. was the story of all my aunts and uncles. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from like maybe I had a couple of uncles, maybe three uncles mm. who weren't in church like that. So they didn't have that story. Yeah. But generally that was just the thing that was expected. Mm. It was seen as a norm. Yeah, definitely. It was that ease of, of coming through. Like my parents knew each other in church, like from a distance kind of thing. And when they actually decided to start dating and courting, if we want to use, use that, <laughs> that term, that back a day term, when they were doing all those things, I'm, I'm sure it was like six weeks like it was a quick turnaround yeah. as well. Like, is this the person I want to marry? Yes, I make a decision and I stick to it. And there yeah. we go, that's it. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. for sure. And mm-hmm. and I guess in a way, when I think about that time, and I don't want to put no one's business in the street, I'm not going to obviously, but like, although like I look back at that, that generation and thought that it seemed so easy for them, 20, 30, 40 mm-hmm. years down the line, it's like... <laughs> you know yeah. was As it that easy mm. it seemed easy for them but actually some of their married people who now their marriages haven't worked out they don't mm. really like each other mm. you know they might not have even liked each other that much at the start you know what I mean? but yeah. it was just kind of so normal that you just yeah. marry someone as long as they're in church you're equally yoked yeah just marry them you know where their pew their people are and there wasn't so much of a a list of what people were looking for like when mm. I talked to my mom about meeting my dad and vice versa is that they were attracted to each other they were both Christian and that was basically it there was there was no you know deal breakers red flags conversation (laughs) it was just like that was it when when you think about like your thoughts about marriage and things like that did you have a clear sense of what is it that I'm what is it that I'm looking for what are the kind of qualities I think a good husband has I think so as you get older your experiences shape you isn't it so you learn things and when I was I went to a girl's school as well so it wasn't like I was <laughs> exposed to people being in lots of relationships so secondary age where people probably may have been testing out you know the when I say testing out but having various relationships maybe that wasn't my environment mm. um so I think like for us growing up the only environment was when we would go to like camps and things like that <laughs> where, we, where you would youth meet, mission yeah youth mission <laughs> And you'd meet people, and then that would probably that would probably be the exposure. My dad was very hot on. I'm the I'm the eldest girl, so he was definitely going to protect me. So I remember having yeah. I'm going to call them lectures. Oh, I'm, <laughs> as I'm older now, it was definitely nuggets of wisdom. When I was younger, it was lectures about making sure, basically, no man don't take me for a, for a, for an idiot, and yeah. you know <laughs> all of those conversations. Mm. And then by the time I got to uni. Again, I'm I'm learning and seeing how I'm seeing other people go through their experiences and thinking, yeah, I don't want to go through something like that. So I'm not I'm gonna yes. open these these kind of situations. And mm. although I grew up in a, going to a girls' school, I had cousins as well. So I knew what like th- their lifestyles or their experiences, I learned from that. So I'd see other people's experiences and learn from from them. 
But at the same time, there wasn't anything that would tell me like this is a particular red red flag. Um, I would just know like I remember having a list of, like five things maybe of what I'm looking for in a guy. So I'd be like, oh, he's gonna have high aspirations. He's gonna have you know be a Christian or you know be of faith. Just you have those kind of those values. And I remember saying it, having a conversation with a male friend at uni, saying these are my you know my standards. And he was like, wow, your standards are really high. <laughs> like with five things you know why you're telling me my standards are high I'm like this does not sound high it just sounds normal to me his standard is as long as the man's breathing you should be willing to take him basically (laughs) that's fine as long as he's a man and he's breathing but no that's it that that, I think that was just it for me growing up yeah it really was the first time I remember having a, a feeling of I don't like that in a guy Mm. was I had a crush at church mm. I think you, you might know who this is I don't think <laughs> ever talked about this <laughs> well so this is a guy who he wanted to be a rapper when mm-hmm. we were at, at Sunday school I do remember you do remember he was so cute to me man he really <laughs> was and um and I remember him going to youth group once and one of my friends called me and was like oh he's here and he's talking to this girl at youth group when you're not here like flirting with her and we must have been I must have been like 15 14 15 and I remember like texting him because that was when I first got my phone I got my phone and I was like Mm. I'm now a grown woman I remember sending him a text saying my friend just texted me saying that you're talking to this girl at youth group and I'm not there and he was like this is why me and you could never be together because you don't let me do what I want and I was like well, I don't want to be with you if you're going to be doing that with me. And I I look back and I'm laughing because I'm thinking, where did I get the idea that that wasn't okay? But like, I just knew it. I guess partly you see how your parents are, you know Mm. what what the expectations are around what a good partner is, even Mm. as you say from what you see around you. And you're like, I'm not really going to tolerate nonsense mm-hmm. or at least you can you can at least think like that at certain points mm. but I really think that there weren't I look back and I think like I don't know how much clarity or at least like helpful mm. advice I got about finding mm. a partner because it was so easy for my parents yes that they never imagined that we'd have yeah. to be out here <laughs> doing what we have to be doing yes. <laughs> these dating apps and yes yeah, so she's ticking boxes just, exactly like they did they never imagined it you know at all for us as well it was that constant message of not necessarily what you're looking for a partner but if you meet somebody then make sure they don't do this so when you're dating them no touching no this (laughs) it was more around how do you conduct yourself make sure you keep your hands by your side (laughs) bow don't take drinks don't take (laughs) drinks that was always my mom's number one don't take a drink from a man it's good advice isn't it it's good advice But it is, as you say, it's a list of things not to do rather than like how to positively engage in this process. What are you, the things you're yeah. actually looking for, the good signs? Mm. Obviously, I know your story, but would you tell our listeners like what your story has been like? And I'll, I'll yeah. jump in as necessary if I think there's something you missed out. Okay. <laughs> You've got that piece of tea there. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so I, I went away to uni I've come back trying to work out what I want to do the rest of my life and I still had a, like, a desire to get married still at a young age still have children and so forth it wasn't necessarily a priority 
but it was definitely something that I wanted to do. So I've come back, mate, just trying to work out and figure out what I'm doing with my life. Meanwhile, while I have come back, I've met somebody at the church that we were that we were attending. Um, at the time, it wasn't it wasn't a thing. So we just just started talking like normally how I talk to other people. We were starting to get to know each other, and through talking to them, they had recently come into faith and they were very serious about their faith. And growing up, I was in inverted commas a church girl. So yeah. I would, I was in my Bible. My Bible had copious amount of notes. And I just remember speaking <laughs> to them and having one particular conversation where they were talking about, oh, I cannot remember, it's a long word. And they mentioned something in the Bible. And I was like, that, and that challenged me. So that intrigued me in regards to the person because I just thought, now you know your stuff. Like, mm. and, I, and, I, and I definitely want to be, I know I want to be in a relationship with somebody who's going to challenge me. Not in a, obviously not in a bad way, but in a way that makes me think and you have deep and meaningful yes. conversations. So that was like a okay, that kind of switch kind of flicked mm. there. Then we'll like have continued to have conversations and the conversations grew. So then it grew into a relationship. So we're in a we started in a relationship probably like a year later. Um at the time, I think I'd also looked to move in church. So we moved church and there was um, him and a group of us who also moved moved to church. There was an age difference also. So he was a couple of years, good three years younger than me. So a bit of a difference. But at the time, he presented himself as mature. And I didn't see any issues with that. And I don't think, I know lots of people who have had, who are still married now, who their partner is younger than, than them. So it doesn't necessarily have an impact. So as a relationship goes on, you could just, you know, those differences then start to come to a head. And in your 20s, it's hard because you're trying to figure out who you are. And by this time, he's in his 20s now, and you can tell he's trying to figure out who he is. So what is so what is your age and his age at this time when you like, are like, we're dating? At this time, I'm around 22, 23. Okay. So he's around 20. So the relationship isn't going swell. Like, and again, I think for me, as I look back from where I am now, seeing my parents go through how many years of marriage, you're going to just keep investing in a relationship. You keep investing mm-hmm. because you've got, you're hoping and you want to see things through. You, I haven't had many relationships. So, and my, I, one of my ideals was if I meet somebody, I'm with that person for life. So although there's things that weren't great in the relationship, I'm still seeing this thing through probably nearby year he then says he doesn't want the relationship anymore so I'm like okay that's cool obviously it wasn't cool (laughs) yeah (laughs) I was gonna say by this time you've given a lot of energy a lot of time you know and investment feels a bit too like economic a way of saying it but Mm -hmm. you know you haven't you've not been there for nothing you've been there because you were hoping that this was going to be a a long-term situation Mm -hmm. and I walked away with a bit of with, a, with some rejection you know like and you mm-hmm. walk away feeling like you're not good enough yeah. um kind of what's wrong with me but I just use that time to what that how how new age folk would say you're investing in yourself your... <laughs> self-care <laughs> yeah self-care so I do all of that and I'm just enjoying life so I spent let's say the next couple of the years enjoying life doing what I needed to do but all this time we're still in the same church so it's very awkward so and we have yeah, the so same hard, social yeah. group so um I don't necessarily see him all the time but he's around and then a couple of few years later a, a mutual friend mentions that he that you know they've noticed that whenever he's around me his his behavior kind of changes 
like he seems to be acting really weird around me so long story short does he I can't remember who gets me flowers or something but he arranges to meet up with me and apologizes for how things ended and apologized for things that kind of went wrong in the relationship and just said that he wants the relationship to continue and to go on Mm. so I'm like okay that's this is good. I, I thought I want to spend time thinking about this. Like I don't want to make a decision straight away. So I spent yeah. some time like thinking, is this, is this really the right thing to do? And again, at the time, there wasn't any obvious red flags. We're both in the same church. He's leading worship. Again, I'm in, I'm in the church as well. We're going to Bible study. He's studying theology. He's got ambition, goals. It's the looking good, man. Yeah, it's looking, looking good. good. Like the list is looking good. good. Mm-hmm. The list is good. looking good. Mm-hmm. So and it, and people say, don't they? Like you know, if if something leaves and it comes back to you, then it's really meant to be in it. Like people have that little like saying of in that position, I really would have been like, okay, maybe this is coming back to me for a reason. Yes, yeah, that's it. Exactly. Remember, my ideal was I'm with this. I'm with the one person or one yes. person for life. You know, like I don't necessarily just subscribe to. There's only one person for you, but I, but for me, my desire was I'd meet one person and I'll just settle down and spend the rest of my life with them. That's yeah. it. So he's yeah, like you said, he's come back. Everything's jiggy, and we're going through the relationship. But then, as we are going through the relationship the second time round, some some things start to come to the surface. That actually talking now, I remember, was an issue from beforehand. So one of the things I'd like to come was him wanting to be with somebody who is more inverted commas sporty. So I'm very, I'm very curvy. You can't um, see my face, everyone who's listening, but I just <laughs> I just did a eye roll face. Uh, yeah, so I'm very curvy. And look again, looking back, it's, it's very frustrating actually and irritating as. I'm going to say as a woman, because I, I don't, I'm not a man, so I don't know if it plagues men as much as it, do, it does with men, but your body shape is can yes. be very much criticised a lot. Like, you lose weight, it, it's a problem, you put on weight, yeah. it's a problem. But now, looking at myself in my 30s, I'm the biggest I've been. So imagine I'm in my 20s, and I'm a lot smaller mm-hmm. than where, where I am now. So my 20s, I was a lot smaller, but my weight in the relationship was an issue. So there were there were little snide remarks that I'm just like okay that's not right but I'm just at the time I didn't do anything about it per se mm-hmm. because unfortunately I'm still I can be like that now but if somebody says something I look first at myself what what have I done wrong what do I need I'm to the do same to I'm the same I'm mm-hmm. the same so when he's I remember him saying like remember when I took that time out to do some self care yada 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 I was hitting the gym da, 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 da. he was like yeah I could see that you were doing all of that. So that's, so yeah, that that was when, you know, you were looking good and da 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 da, da. So, you know, this is just small things. It didn't, it wasn't mm. continuing as much because of the, at that point now I'm in full-time work. So I'm also juggling a level of responsibilities. Yes. But I'm still, I would still say I'm definitely still working. I'm, I was still working on myself. So again, from my perspective, the relationship is going. Again, not everything was perfect, would have very challenging conversations and I can say now, at the time, I didn't recognise it because, I, again, looking at myself, what am I doing wrong? But I didn't feel like if I, if I was going through something, if I had a really hard day, I didn't feel like my emotions were, were being heard. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, not, I'm not looking for necessarily somebody to like be my nurse or a doctor or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But 
there wasn't any there is a term and it, and, it, and I can't think of what it is right I'm now I'm trying to think now let's say he wasn't very it's, not, it's like available. empathy yes. emotionally available emotional yes. intelligence yes all of mm. that all of the above mm. was wasn't there and I couldn't work out what it was that caused a lot of friction because I can't articulate it either so in the relationship I'm trying to articulate this is this is what's lacking or this is what I kind of need and that's not coming out so that caused a lot of friction and honestly, I don't think he's he. I don't know if he's, if he's at the place now. Then he's he wasn't at a place to give it. I'm not again. I'm not recognizing that because I'm not. I don't know. That's what I need to look for in a you know, mm-hmm. So we he proposes. We get engaged. We plan to get married a year later. About a month or so after we get engaged. So I'm a leader now at a youth camp. So I've gone away. And he's still, you know, doing what he's doing. And he says, oh, we need to talk. So again, remember, there's a lot of friction. There's a lot of stuff going on. He Mm. says, we need to talk. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So he comes to where I'm at in the youth camp and tells me he wants to call off the engagement. I said, wow. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, what, you know, what are your reasons? So he, I think he actually says, He's looking for, I am swear to Selena, he said something about a sporty, he's looking for a sporty type or something like oh that. Oh my God. Even saying it now, a part of me feels ashamed because I feel like that was someone, there is someone in the distance. Because obviously I'm, I'm in the car when this conversation is taking place. I've stepped out of the youth camp, I've gone into his car and I can imagine there was probably somebody there in the distance with a red flag going, no, there's another side. This is a big, big sign. But I know that you are very calm under pressure. Like I feel like I've seen you because I'm imagining myself in your shoes, and I'm I'm struggling to even know how I would even take in this information. Mm-hmm. I know that you are. You have this calm demeanor, yeah. in that you kind of like you're able to keep at this calm exterior. And I don't know whether you're as calm inside as you are. <laughs> in that moment. I- I don't I genuinely cannot remember how how I was because I know as we as I continue with the story I've had to, I've learned to be even calmer so at that moment maybe I can't uh, was I barling I don't know I cannot remember but I'm just like I'm absolutely obviously devastated mm-hmm. and it's called me out of a youth camp where I'm meant to be supporting other young people you know so that's a whole that's a whole mess so I've gone inside and there's the I don't I must have bumped into one of the other youth leaders and I think as I go through this journey I cannot I have been extremely fortunate with the people that have been around me I would say so I go back inside and I think I tell them what's happened and obviously now I'm in I'm in tears now like that if I've if I've been able to hold it down yeah now it's gone so so they call my parents my parents come and get me we go I think he must I think the story goes he spoke to his brother and his brother was like what are you doing like that what you're doing doesn't make any sense and unfortunately what he was known for was making very impulse decisions so making impulse decision oh my gosh I shouldn't have done that now he's caught now I'm, I'm on my way to my parents and he's trying to call call me to apologize call my dad to apologize I'm sorry what call to apologize <laughs> he's calling to this apologize. isn't oh we had an argument so let me say sorry that's not no. what this is this is he's, a whole other level he said he doesn't want to get married anymore so I'm at my parents now he comes over 
he's like really really apologetic but he was just like kind of cold feet like I was just thinking about getting married and, da, 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 and it's going to be a lot blah 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 so unfortunately I then said okay I was very forgiving but forgiving in a way that I just thought this is something that we I know we need to work on um, and at that point what are you thinking you need to work on is that we have things to work on or he has things to work on? Yeah, no, that's a good that's a good point. It's a we, it's a we have things to work on. So what which I think naturally we would, but I'm not identifying that this he's a person that clearly has his own things that he's working mm. on. Like in my line of work, I work with a lot of vulnerable young people. And some of the traits now that I see. I'm like he's carrying a lot of those things he mm. need that he needed to work on but I'm not recognizing that again I'm taking a lot of the fall and I'm just thinking you know I'm thinking we can work through it again we've seen our parents go through many a journey and they just they learn to work through things so I'm just thinking apply the same apply the same um, yeah. equation and, and it's yeah and it's and it's hard, you know, because me and my sister were saying this the other day is that people talk about marriage is hard, but they don't say what about marriage is hard. Yeah. No, no one says what are the kind of things you can work through or yeah. in, a, in a relationship and what are the things that are a red flag that mean don't yeah. carry on. You know, everyone celebrates an engagement, celebrates a wedding mm. or celebrates that it's lasted, but no one's saying actually this isn't the kind of thing you can work through. This is the kind of thing that means don't carry on. But I think it can be really difficult, especially when you're in it for the first time at this point, at an engagement point, to be able to say, this is a sign I shouldn't carry on. Because as you say, you're wanting to practice those good those mm. good traits we've seen our mothers practice the yeah. perseverance pray yes. your husband through like, <laughs> you wanted to practice all this Proverbs 31 stuff mm. with a person who's not even there with you no exactly and I'm not unfortunately I'm not seeing that he's not there with me I'm genuinely not he's doing all the wrong things but he's saying all the right things yes. so he's he's making these decisions and doing these actions and then he's also saying but no I do you know I do want this I want this relationship because even then afterwards I'm keep I'll keep checking in so I, I had a practice from the engagement to when we in when we're married now I used to use this thing do this thing where I'd have, have like a check-in where how how do you think we're going what's the temperature where's the temperature at? so I'm trying to gauge this thing we can I don't want to get caught sleeping again so mm. if is everything cool yes if not what is it that we need to work work on I think it was unfortunate the church that we're at weren't able to provide so much in terms of marriage counselling, but we did have uh, somebody who was on his his theology course with him who was able to provide some level of support. But again, it's not the same. So it was. Mm. I think what they did was good, but it wasn't necessarily in depth. So well, we went through that. We got married, um, and all was seemingly well so we get married and again um I'm going through this process of I don't know what obviously I've never never been married before what does marriage even look like he was very much a person that liked his own space so I would get I think we had one car so would get he would pick me up from work would get home then he would just go and do he was very much into his music so he would just go into the room and do his music so I was like okay what what do I want to do this is this is evidently time for me so I'll just work out what it is that I wanted to do and kind of just thought that maybe that's what relationships are and everybody's Mm. just doing you don't always have to be on your partner's hip of course 
yeah so but I'm not identifying also that although it's okay to, for us to be in our own space that emotion again that emotional availability still wasn't there and I haven't learned how to articulate it so a lot of those a lot of the argue, arguments were around that was was around me trying to say you know I don't feel like you're emotionally there or you're emotionally available and because I can't articulate that he's not necessarily hearing what I'm saying and again yes. regardless if if I was able to articulate it I don't think he would have been able to understand and not in a bad well, Which is a... the story it will make sense <laughs> <laughs> it will make complete sense so as the relationship or as the marriage goes on I'm learning and I'm maturing and I'm learning and identifying how I articulate myself because again my character I'm very much if someone upsets me I will just I'll take that inside I won't tell the person exactly what it is so I had mm. to learn to do that so yes. as I'm learning how to do that and I can see this is a marriage so both of us should be working together so we're working on ourselves yes. individually but we're also building something together so I can see that I'm doing the work individually I'm coming back now over here and I can't see like I can, I can see you working on your your personal dreams as an individual that's perfectly fine but when I've learned things about how to communicate now in a relationship I'm seeing oh like I'm not getting it reciprocated like it's not coming back so that that begins to be like be a clash so there's just a number of clashes that go along the way because I can hear you saying is you're learning what you need as you're living this marriage yes definitely because I hear you saying that you know he likes his own space and you're like evidently this is my own space but actually it sounds as if you're learning, actually, you don't want the kind of marriage where you're just living two separate lives in the same house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, you and know that's what? something you only learn once you actually yeah. got married to this person. Yeah. What was interesting, though, was that the person who had kind of walked the engagement marriage journey with us, he was an outside person who would give us like guidance and advice. One of the things that he had said was he had identified that me, I come from a family, again, I come from a big family, and we, he, he, he basically said, you'll see uh, me, and you'll see me amongst my family, we've got board games out, we're chatting around the table, that's, yeah. that's my family, then you've got him, so his family, very different, everyone's in their own place, like when you go there, for Sunday dinner, everyone will eat around the, around the table, but then everyone's just dipped, and everyone's just doing their own thing. So he did identify that. He just says, you two just have to work out how you, what you do about that. Mm. Come to marriage now, um, it, that, that's now playing out. And it's not a case of let's work out what that's going to look like. It's just a case of he's doing his own thing. So if I get invited to go to a wedding or anything, I'm going there by myself. It got too much for him that we, like when it's someone's birthday, we'd all gather together at the house. That's That's now getting too much. He doesn't want to always be at my parents house yeah it, it would get to a point where oh I'd go to places and it would be like where so-and-so where's like I just felt like my name should be where so-and-so because <laughs> <laughs> he's he's not he's not there and he's just he evidently just wants to do his own thing so it's so so, do you, so when you look back now and I don't know whether this is something he ever articulated what was his expectations and understanding of what marriage was because it sounds like you have two mm. different understandings of what marriage means. And I'm wondering what it was about marriage. You might not know this, but what mm-hmm. was it about marriage that he actually wanted? Like, what did he imagine it was going to be? I don't even know if he could answer that now. 
I don't Because I wonder why he bothered getting married genuinely. Yeah. It sounds like he wants to just live his life. Like he wants to do his music. Mm-hmm. He wants to do his own thing. He maybe wants to have a girlfriend, but I, it doesn't sound like he's wanting to really build no. a, a whole life with someone else no. where you're actually in each other's families and you're sharing things mm-hmm. or the expectations at least are so different mm. for this, in terms of what you're both imagining. Yeah, definitely. And I think maybe, you know, it's a, it's a good idea. So you'd like, you think marriage sounds like a good idea, but then you're in it and you're like, mm. well, actually, this is not necessarily what I wanted. And I, and, I, and I honestly think for him, he was still working things out. So mm. remember, he's a worship leader doing all of this. We then early on in the marriage decided to leave the church that we were at for other reasons. We, you know, discussed a whole nother podcast episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we leave that church and I, I can see him going through that whole battle of faith in himself. Because although we leave that church and go to another church, He's going through his own journey of don't really want to be a worship leader anymore. What does faith look like? Which is perfectly fine. To be fair, I'm on a, I was on a similar journey too. Mm. So we're seemingly going on this journey together, but then he just almost takes a 90 degree turn and starts, just starts going in a different direction and trying to work it out all on his own. So that different things then start just start coming to coming to a head in the relationship. He then starts to bring up things about my weight again and says, you know, you're basically putting on weight, you're not looking after yourself. So then I, at this point, I've now found my voice. So we're like two and a half years into the marriage. And I'm like, no, I like this. This can't run no more because I actually have been working on myself. I've got your friends telling me that, I'm, you know, that his friends are complimenting me. There you go. Yeah, I'm getting compliments, you know. So why are you saying this? So when I challenge him, like, and I really had to challenge him, he's almost like he's enjoying enjoying the conversation. He's enjoying the Mm. challenge. Like he's enjoying the drama. It sounds like narcissism. Oh, yes. I know that word gets thrown around a lot, but it's something (laughs) about enjoying the the negative effects you have on on other people. Yeah. Or at least kind of like enjoying the power you can wield by like kind of manipulating people's feelings. Yeah. Even like even like withdrawal and like refusing to engage when someone's talking to you about mm. stuff is is like a kind of it's it's scary. He uh, he definitely said um I was glad to see you like uh, challenge me like that. But I'm like why why are you waiting or wanting for me to ch- like challenge you in that way? Like that's not that's not okay. So around about that time, things just, it's almost like he kept doing things to escalate, to escalate and make things worse. So it's like he's pushing, pushing buttons. Which one is going to cause, I don't know if it's a, which one is going to cause her to break or mm. if it's a, which one is going to cause his marriage to end. I have no idea, but he starts to do things to sabotage the marriage. So that was like the first avalanche is rolling down or the snowballs going So down. how long, how long have you been married when his behaviour really starts to go left? Three, three years. Mm. for three years his behavior just goes it's just it's it's absolutely whack and when I'm turning 30 I remember I had my birthday party so I'm, I'm planning all that out I'm just doing it because that's I've at this point I've, that's what I've learned to do if I want to if I want to if I want to get enjoy my life I've got to just sort everything out just I'll mm. just do it so I sort it I get the cake I do this and I remember somebody saying to me why like that's strange that you're doing all of that I'm like but i it's nobody else is going to do it so I'll just do it like myself in it I could and I didn't see like a problem with it I didn't make an issue with it I just thought I'll just do it I remember him saying he's not really like a birthday person 
that's cool. I will just sort of, I will just sort all of this out. He then probably in the like in the summer, every I feel like he's being more attentive. So I feel like he's being more attentive, like he's showing more affection. So there's a period of time where it's a week and he's like coming home from work and he's be he is being more emotionally available. And then sits me down, let's say on the fourth day of this, and I'm thinking, okay, things seem to be better. Like all of all of this waiting was mm-hmm. worth it. And then he sits me down and he says, I cheated. And I said, what? Jesus. So I, my initial reaction was to laugh because if anybody, anybody who knows him knows he doesn't choose to go out and socialise. Like he's a, very much a homebody. So he'll be in the house all the time. Again, not really socialising. So I laugh and I think it's a joke because I think at what point? You're thinking how and when. How, when, who, like, it doesn't make any sense. Then he goes on to give me the details. So I've gone on a girl's outing for the, just a day. I've gone on a girl's outing for the day. And he's decided that, again, impulse has just taken over. And he's just decided, I want to do this. And so what? he does it. So uh, he's breaking down all this information to me. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Meanwhile, he's also saying to me, like, he's got he's got his own struggles in that particular area so he's explaining all of this to me so I'm like so what needs to be done how are we dealing with that I'm trying to process it so fortunately I wasn't at work for that period of time because he's apologizing he's you know I you know I'm really sorry not that again like you can't say he didn't mean to do it but he's 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 apologizing I'm processing how I want to manage and handle this because I remember thinking and I may have said to him like Again, with my head, you're with one person. Like I'm not yeah. I'm, for myself, and I, I could be naive, but for myself, I'm just thinking when, once you're with that person, like you don't, you just you invest in that in your relationship, in your marriage, boom, that's it. So I'm just now thinking that the, the marriage, the relationship is now tainted. And can I continue with that? I think I remember the next day he's I think he got he goes to work the next day, like everything's normal. I was gonna ask, did you even sleep that night? Like, how do you even? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I didn't sleep. I took a very encouraging, nurturing role. So I've seen. Okay, he's got this issue because he's he's definitely exposed this issue that he's now carrying, and I immediately jump into this nurturing role. We're gonna deal with this issue. And this is not, not that it's not him, not, not, I wasn't taking that stance where the devil did this to you. <laughs> I did not take that stance. But it was a stance of like, you've, you've got this issue, like very much what, like, what do you need? What's like, this isn't, you know, you're, you're carrying this, you need help with this. So I'm taking a supportive role. He goes, next day he goes to work and I'm processing it and I'm thinking, well, this wasn't right. So I, I, I vividly remember packing his things, packing up like some emergency things, essentials, and I put it at the bottom of the stairs. And then he comes in and he looks at it and he kind of says, well, what do you want? Like, But he's not like, a, I'm fighting for this marriage. What do you want? It's just a case of, if you want me to go, I'll go. And I knew that if I told him to go, he was going to go. So and I so do you think that he wanted out? I, do you I, think this was actually like I? The only way out of this is if I actually cheat. I, yeah, yes, but I also think he doesn't. I think he didn't know what he wanted, and and I'll explain why. Because 
each and every time we've had an opportunity for things to end and split and everybody go their separate ways he's always come back mm. you know so it's almost like I'm going to do something to make this end or I'll make it end and it ends and then he comes back and says no I want it again mm. so he's in he's kind of unresolved in himself he's in two yeah. minds yeah he doesn't he doesn't know what he wants that's so at that moment I know that if I say to him go he's gonna go and he's not gonna come back so again unfortunately I'm like I want a lifetime thing so and I've unfortunately seen that if if, the, if I want the lifetime thing it's going to be me who's going to be doing mm. it and at that, mm. at that point it's okay with me for that to happen so where did this thinking come from in terms of you have to be the, the one doing all of the labor to make this work that's a good question. I think some of it was learned because I'm learning that I'm now in a I'm now in this marriage. In order for it to work, I'm gonna to have to do A, B, and C. And I think I know that to end it would have been a whole nother bag. So I, mm. I when I know that when he's told me he's cheated, at this point, this is coming to the grave with me. Like I'm not telling anybody. I disclose it to one friend because I'm, it's, it's a lot to carry. Of course. Um, I didn't, I disclosed it to a friend. I wouldn't even, I didn't tell my sister because I knew what she, I knew. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell my parents because we definitely know what I want. Listen. I didn't tell anybody, apart, just apart from that one All friend. we would see is the newspaper report. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be watching BBC Breakfast one morning. <laughs> and I just see a young man has been murdered in Birmingham. <laughs> And I'd be like, I know him. <laughs> no, I know it would have been, it would have been next level. So I'm just speaking. I'm dead, genuinely thinking this thing is is coming with me because the the shame of it is definitely the shame mm. of having to tell people that this is uh, what you're going through. And I think when when somebody cheats, full stop, uh, people can say it's not the other person's fault, but you still take that um, internally because. The per that person that you're with has made has made a decision almost as if they're not getting something from you. So mm-hmm. they've had to step outside outside of the relationship. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel like you have you definitely have something missing. And this, and remember, yeah. this is a message that has he's always said to me in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. We keep plodding along for a good six months afterwards. Uh, we go and speak to somebody. And again, I don't tell them the ins and outs of the details of the cheating because that within itself is quite horrific in terms of the the impulse that, do you know what, I just feel like this today and I'm going to go and do this. I don't tell them that, like, the backstory. Um, so, again, I'm I'm still trying to protect him in this process as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing do, all do you Do you want to tell us the details of the backstory or do you not want us to tell us the details? Um, Nah, I think I'm going to... Okay. I think... Actually, no, I can say. I can say. So he decided to contact an escort. So, again, impulse, that's what he's decided to do. So I don't tell those details because that's a, that's a lot. And I don't know why, again, I've decided to protect... It could be the whole, you know, the Proverbs 31 woman. And, yeah. you know, you're trying to be the best wife. You're all of these things, all of the above. And it's obviously it's not healthy, like and you know what it makes me wonder whether sometimes people move mad because they know that that's how we've been raised. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like sometimes I wonder whether some people, and I don't know whether there's that much thought in it in it all the time, but I think whether people can take advantage, mm. whether certain certain kinds of men take advantage of women who they know mm. have been raised to to do that faithful, persistent mm. like model in their lives. Yeah, the woman who's going to work for them, who's going to stick with them no matter what. Like it's just it's just next level. So we keep plugging along. But again, I'm like, for this relationship to continue, these are the things that I need. And he's like, yeah, I, I definitely want the relationship. So again, he's saying the right things. His actions are obviously completely opposite, but he's saying all the right things. But as the six months go on, the actions aren't changing. Like, it's almost mm. like if I ask, if I'm asking for something, he's got to do the opposite. Normally in a relationship, you're two different people. So you you're saying this I don't like it when this happens and the other person will be like I don't like it when this happens and you're just working together and finding out what the other person likes and supporting each other I felt like when I'm saying this is what I don't like it's like he's now got to go out of his way to do the thing that I don't Mm. like kind of and it's almost like he was trying to prove a point as well like oh I don't have to you know listen to you kind of thing I don't have Mm. to be so I just remember it's really going badly not a lot of people knew it's really going badly so one particular weekend around the Easter holidays it's definitely about six months afterwards I go out to meet a friend so he's I've left him with his friend and I've gone out and I'm talking to his friend but I'm not giving details I'm just saying you know that hopefully everything gets better blah 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 I come home and he's still emotionally distant so he started to do this thing where he would just be emotionally distant like he wouldn't talk he wouldn't it was re- it was really weird but you can't name like it in the house in the house just so silence like, yeah it was it was really weird because he would like he would talk normally and then all of a sudden it was like you just feel his presence just not be there again it's really hard to articulate mm. because if, if I try to as as I'm learning to articulate things and I'm saying I'm noticing this he'll be like no that's not true no I'm not doing that so I'm like well you I, you're emotionally distant no I'm not I'm like what so I, and so maybe he's saying it genuinely because he ain't got any idea what emotional maybe. presence actually means yes that's true that's true because I'm you just think it's normal yeah I literally that night I went to bed and I'm I'm barling now like I'm going to bed barling because I'm just speaking wow now I feel like I'm going crazy I feel like I'm mm. going crazy I remember he's got his hand he's like his arms are around me but I know he's not like that. He's not there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I'm burning because the, the contradiction's mad, and I, and I'm yeah. and I'm thinking he's going crazy. The next day, I go to, I go to church, and he's not really like going to church or whatever, which which I was like I was fine with. I've gone to church, just really in a in a place of I'm just feeling like I'm I'm being rejuvenated and just being mm. just, you know in a calm place. And I think, okay, this is my solution. So I've got, I've got some more time off work. Um, I'm going to say to him, let's just go away for a few days and just kind of like reset everything. Yeah. So I come back home. Literally, I've done the shopping. Come home, and I'm like, okay, this is, this is. I've got an idea. We can go away for a few days and A, B, and C. So the first thirty seconds, he goes along with it. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he goes, I need to, I need to tell you something. And I'm like, okay, what is it? He's like, I just don't feel like this is working anymore. He doesn't feel like he can invest in the relationship anymore. I literally like, I take a breath. I say, okay. I walk upstairs, start to pack a bag. And I come downstairs and I text my sister. What are you doing? Because at that point she lives around the corner. She's telling me she's going to her to my mom's. 
So I'm like, well, you know, can you come and pick me up for these reasons? So she's, she's like, she's on her way. He's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to my mum's. He's like, but why? I'm like, you've just, you've just told me you don't want to invest in the relationship anymore. He was like, yeah, but like, cause he's giving me all these reasons. I said, okay, stop. Do you want the relationship? Yes or no? Like, do you, like, what is it that you want? But he's like, that's what I'm trying to tell you. I don't feel like I can invest in the relationship. I said, exactly. So what does, what that means now then, any? yeah I'm not staying here um, there's only so many times and I think I've heard it too I'm a slow learner it has taken me 10 years to hear what you're saying and I'm, I'm hearing it loud and clear now he was genuinely confused about why I was leaving the house I've left, so did he so- expect that in saying he didn't want to invest in a relationship anymore that you were gonna still want to invest in it like what is it like why is he surprised that you're leaving yeah he want he expected me to stay so in between time I've gone back to the house maybe to get a few more things and stuff like that so one of the occasions I've gone back and he's saying to me like what would you do if we was in Canada so if we were in Canada and you've decided and obviously all this has happened and you won't be you wouldn't be able to leave the house because where you wouldn't have you wouldn't be able to go to anybody else's house you could get on a plane yeah or I'd find I'll definitely I'll I'll find money for a hotel I'm not staying in a house where I'm in this kind of environment this is this is not healthy he was trying to persuade me or give me all the reasons why I should be staying in the house with him which didn't make a lick of sense so as as time goes by I was moved back to my mum's and probably about a week later we have like I'm going to call it not an intervention, but I think because I still didn't have, I'm still getting from him, he wants a relationship by some of the, the conversations that are happening. I go to the house and this is where the truth starts to come out. And he's telling me maybe he could go, go gallivanting, do what he wants to do, get it all out of his system. Then in five years time, we can settle back down. I said, nah, that's not, that is not what we're going to do. Sorry, so so while he's gallivanting, what are you going to be doing for these five years? Chilling and waiting for him, apparently. So I'm going to be chilling and waiting while he goes off gallivanting. That's basically, basically, in this conversation, it comes out. He wants the, us to still biblically know each other while he's still going off. <laughs> while he's still biblically. Off. Yes, biblically. So he still gets, he gets his cake, gets to eat it and everything so he just wants everything For all of you who don't understand he means she means to still have sex although they're not together he wanted a yes. he wanted a, a car friends, friends, with with friends with benefits because you're not friends you're basically separated spouses with benefits yes that's what he wanted he wanted the yeah he wanted that kind of life separation just, with benefits yeah separation with benefits he want he doesn't want any responsibilities he didn't want any responsibilities. So at that conversation, that's that's where I was calm. Like I'm just saying, because the truth is coming out now. So I'm like, I just sit down calmly and let him say everything. I don't get vexed, don't get angry. I think yes, now now you're telling me who you are, and that is fine. Because I said to him, all I need, all I need to know is who you are. Tell me what you want, and then I will operate accordingly. You can't try and manipulate me and say things to get me to stay. That's not fair. You can't just change it now. You are, you've got to respect how I feel in a situation. And if I don't want to stay, then you've got to respect that and allow me to go. 
You know what? Can we just we need to pause here because this is so these are some gems, okay? This whole thing that I think can happen, and I don't know if this is a recent phenomenon or an old an old school thing of trying to like make someone into the image you want them to be. Yeah. Is it doesn't work. Or trying to like start something with someone and hope that you can mold it eventually mm-hmm. into something that works for you. That whole piece about being your true self, saying what you really want. If mm-hmm. he had done that from the beginning, mm-hmm. at least told the truth to himself. Mm-hmm. This would never have happened. But it is that confusion of not being able to say, this is to tell the truth to yourself. I don't want to get married right now, actually. I want to gallivant. Mm-hmm. I want to do my music. I want to yeah. live my best life. I don't want no responsibility. I want to have sex, maybe. Mm-hmm. That's the truth you have to tell yourself. Mm-hmm. But you can't marry to mm-hmm. have sex, but then be wanting to do the gallivanting too. The two things don't go together. <laughs> it's like you can be unmarried no. and have sex and gallivant and do your music, but you can't have that and also be married because that doesn't work. No, no. And that's what he wanted. He wanted, like he's telling me, because obviously his, his music, if he was to go do a tour, then he can't, he don't know what's going to happen when he goes on tour. I'm like, thank you for telling me. You now better make- know. You better know what's exactly. going to happen and that happens. You should know, because I can tell you if, if I go on a girl's trip, what I'm going to do. Exactly. You know where my is. So you should know what you want to do. <laughs> and from so, you going saying you don't know what's going to happen, it's because you know what's going to happen and you're just yeah. trying to pre-warn yeah. me that pre-warning. Exactly. So scales have dropped on my eyes. I can see clearly now the rain has gone. <laughs> so... <laughs> I know what it is that I need and, and what I want. And I definitely did not want uh, to be in a, a very unhealthy marriage. Well, everyone, that is the end of the first part of this conversation. I've decided to split it in two so that you can have a little bit of a ponder and a think before the second half next week. Remember, of course, that we have our Instagram live on Wednesday, the 15th of February. And I will be planning to do a Zoom at the end of the series as well for anyone who doesn't have Instagram access. But we're going to get into a little bit of a conversation about the content so far. So send any questions, comments, any stories that you might want me to read out anonymously or to share with the wider community. Send those to me at sundayschoolformisfits at gmail.com. And let me know whether you're happy for me to read it out or you just want me to tell other people. But I'm looking forward to having a conversation with some of you in person, to seeing some of your faces and hearing your own stories and reflections. So please come along and tell your friends to tell a friend to tell a friend. Have a great week and see you soon.